episode of Where the Party At, your favorite political podcast. We've got a great brief show for you today. Uh, by the way, Winter Storm Izzy came through, and I was really hoping for a winter wonderland. Lots of snow, snowball fights, snowmen, but that did not happen. At least not in Atlanta proper. But if you were in North Georgia, you definitely got all the snow, and I'm a little jealous. Uh, before we get too far in the program, I also want to acknowledge MLK Day was Monday. I hope that you all took that as an opportunity to uh, recognize and honor Dr. Martin Luther King and what he fought for. Um, you know, there's a lot of talk about his quotes because of what's going on in the state of politics nationally, particularly around voting rights uh, and moderates and the the uh, impact of moderates and actually moving things forward. So uh, with that, let's get started with today's show. I do off the top want to acknowledge uh, something very sad and troubling that happened over the weekend. It really kind of impacted uh, my weekend. So MARTA, the transit agency, uh, their CEO, Jeff Parker, died by suicide on Friday. Uh, Jeff was a phenomenal guy, truly. Uh, I'm just heartbroken for his wife, for his kids, uh, his loved ones, uh, and for for Marta, for, you know, for the board of directors, the staff, all the people who were blessed to know him and work with him day in and day out. Um, you guys may know that I've worked for and with Marta off and on over the years since I think around 2014. Uh, I'm also on the board of a transit improvement organization called Marta Army. Uh, I had the pleasure of doing social a social media takeover during one of Jeff's State of Marta addresses. I also got to know him really well uh, during the 2019 campaign for Gwinnett County to join Marta. And then I also worked with him uh, last year on a transit project in South Fulton. I mean, Jeff was just a, a joy to work with. He was patient. He was thoughtful. Uh, he was able to find a win, even if it seemed like there wasn't going to be one. It seemed like no matter what we did, it wasn't going to be enough to move a project forward. And he was always able to find a way. Uh, he was a true transit champion. Jeff called for a $100 billion moonshot uh, for transit in Metro Atlanta. I think that's the one thing he should really be known for is his effort and uh, encouragement for Metro Atlanta to think big. Uh, when it comes to funding transit and transportation infrastructure and technology. Why $100 billion? Because we are growing like crazy. You know, Jeff would always talk about how Metro Atlanta was compared to other major cities. Take a listen to what he said at his first State of Marta address. As Atlanta and the metropolitan area grows, we know the region's success will depend on the success of MARTA. We need a system that is robust enough to get the job done at the scale of growth that we will experience. Our growth is significant and steady. Just last year, 90,000 people moved to our region. That's the population of my hometown, Hartford, Connecticut. Soon, we will be the sixth largest region in this country, and we're growing faster than every one but two regions. It's unbelievable what's happening here. 
as we look to the future, I've looked at the plans that we've laid out here for us, and I've looked around the country and looked at what other folks are planning. And these plans give me a sense of what we need to do to ensure our transit system can meet the needs of our future. Los Angeles, poised to grow by 11% in 30 years. Huge mega region. They are investing $120 billion in transformative transit projects to prepare their region for their future. Seattle, growing by 30% in that same time period, already investing $50 billion in their region's future. But Atlanta will grow by 50%. That's like adding the entire population of metropolitan Denver to our region. Just last year, CEOs, corporate CEOs in Washington, D.C., called for a long-term investment of $500 billion to make sure that transit and technology can meet the mobility needs of their growing region. But what will we invest in our future? We need a big goal. I believe the best way to honor Jeff's legacy is to continue the fight for transit access and equity. Um, and I also just wanna take a second to also say, if you were struggling with mental health uh, access, mental health support or issues, please seek professional help. At the very least, talk to a friend, a loved one, you know, a stranger, whoever, um, and know that you are more loved and more cared for than you may realize. You know, I know I personally, I'm guilty of not always telling people how much they mean to me. Um, and it's something that I promised myself to work on in 2022, uh, even if it feels awkward and uncomfortable. So about a week ago, I bought a letter prompt booklet. It's basically has 52 envelopes. And then on the back of the envelope is a prompt like, I always love when, or you're important to me because, or my favorite memory of us is, you know, those kind of things. Um, and so the idea is to write one letter a week. Uh, I'm really enjoying the challenge so far. So find whatever version of that might be for you uh, and just let people know how the, what they mean to you. Give them their flowers now while they are here to appreciate them. Uh, so on to politics. So last week was the first week of the Georgia legislative session. As you can imagine, it started with a lot of things, a lot of uh, movement going on. So we've talked a lot about Buckhead Cityhood on this podcast. Uh, so the first big hurdle of cityhood is that it has to pass the state legislator. So the Lieutenant Governor Jeff Duncan, he assigned the Senate bill uh, to the Urban Affairs Committee, and that's chaired by Democrats. So obviously... It's not going to go anywhere there, but there is a House version of the bill as well. And that one went to the Government Affairs Committee, and that's chaired by a Republican. So it's still really early. We're only in week two of the session, and we've got a few more weeks to go. I would not say Buckhead Cityhood is dead, 
Um, but certainly Jeff Duncan is not doing anything to help it. And I think it's important to also acknowledge that Jeff Duncan is not seeking re-election. Uh, he is a Republican, and he has been pushing for a Republican 2.0, one that steps away from Trumpism and into more a more modern Republican Party, uh, which I personally think is the right approach. Another cityhood bill is House Bill 841. If you live in Cobb County, you should pay attention to this. This would be to create the city of East Cobb. And if this passes through the legislature, it would go to a vote in November of this year. So East Cobb, like Bughead, is predominantly wealthy, predominantly white. Um, and by the way, there's going to be a lot of musical chairs going on from Cobb to Fulton and other parts of the region and state as people run for higher seats, right? So you've got folks like Jen Jordan, who is a state senator who represents a portion of Cobb. She's running for higher statewide office, and you're going to just kind of have this domino effect of people running for other seats. Uh, so that's another cityhood bill to pay attention to in Cobb County. There's also a lot of talk about legalized gambling. The state uh, has really, and Republicans have really gone back and forth on trying to make this happen. Uh, we're talking about sports betting, horse betting, and casinos. Uh, so that could be passed this year. And then the last thing I want to highlight is Governor Brian Kemp held his State of the State address last week. One of the things he's advocating for is a parent's bill of rights. So this is part of the whole debate about critical race theory which you all have heard me talk about before. State Senator Clint Dixon, he introduced the bill. That's the guy who I mentioned a, pre a few episodes back who was planning a bill to make school boards nonpartisan. Uh, so I just have to say again, for the record, I think I've said this like three times now, Georgia does not have a critical race theory curriculum. This is just red meat for Republicans to get their base riled up. So what is a parent's bill of rights? It is part of a national effort. So this is not just happening in Georgia. This is happening across the country. If you remember, I mentioned again a few episodes back, Steve Bannon, who was uh, Trump's kind of political architect, and Bannon is a, a very firm grip on the Republican Party uh, in other ways that you might not see publicly. So he said, the path to save the nation is through the school boards, right? And so Critical race theory is part of that conversation. So I went to Kevin McCarthy's website. Kevin McCarthy is the United States House Republican leader. And if Republicans take back the House, he would be the House majority leader. So he would have the position that Nancy Pelosi has today. So on his website, he mentions and he talks about uh, parents' bill of rights. And here's what's on that site. Number one, the right to know what's being taught in schools and to see the reading material. The right to be heard. The right to see school budgets and spending. The right to protect their child's privacy. And finally, the right to be updated on any violent activity at school. Can we be real? I'm not a parent, but I know that these are all things parents have every right to today. So please just don't get caught up in this political drama because it's it's not it's not real and this is completely fabricated uh, BS. Parents have the right to all these things. They have a right to know what's being taught in school. I mean, I can remember when I would bring home a book 
and say, hey, this has been a sign. And my parents would say, uh, nope, you're not going to read that book. And we'll talk to the school about it. And the school gave me another option. They have a right to be heard. Again, I remember my parents coming to the school. If there was a particular issue that we were dealing with or that I was dealing with, uh, the right to see the school budget and spending. That, again, is public information on their website or can be requested through an open records request. Uh, uh, right to protect their child's privacy. Again, this is all things that happen now. And the right to be updated on any violent activity at school, I know that has happened and happens because I've been on conference calls during uh, the pandemic and before where a parent had to get off and say, oh, hey, I've got to jump. Something happened at my child's school. I've got to go there and make sure that my child's okay. So this is just, um, I hope that the media really couches uh, these types of policies in a way that folks understand that they're not real, that they're, they're just fabricated, unnecessary drama, uh, again, to get folks freaking out and scared about uh, what's going to happen. So uh, that's today's show. It's super brief. Uh, there's obviously a lot going on nationally uh, that we'll talk about next week, um, like Kamala Harris's interview on Good Morning America, I think that was. That was a little strange. Uh, the White House has also said that they are pushing out COVID tests uh, to Americans across the country, uh, which is great. And then also, I think I mentioned this last week, but I just want to make sure you know, the White House has also said insurance companies do now have to reimburse you if you have to take an over-the-counter COVID test. Uh, so y'all stay safe, uh, stay warm, have a great week. Take care. Do something this week to honor Dr. King's legacy. Reach out to someone. Have difficult conversations. Be real. Be you. Have a good one.